0: This is Amy Bauman, and you are listening to Speaking Truth With Love. For more information about myself or for His Glory ministry, you can head to amybauman.com. Now here is today's show. So welcome, Helen. Thank you so much for being on the chair today and taking some time to talk to us. I can't wait to hear about Grant Me Hope and uh, all the ways God is working in your ministry. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me Amy. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So everybody just saw a brief intro about how you got started and um, that was on the news. I believe it was on channel 16 news, but I would love for you to just briefly explain how does grant me hope work? What is it? What does it do? Right. So grant me hope has three goals. Our goal is to educate
1: America about the plight of foster children recruit more foster families and get foster children adopted. So how we do that is we produce videos of adoptable foster children all over the state and other states and air them on partnering TV news stations. So we partner with states and DHSs and, and, um, and TV stations to try to get these kids adopted. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's what we do in a nutshell.
0: Okay. And I've had the opportunity to see a couple of your trucks. So how do you advertise on your trucks for Teddy's transport?
1: Well, um, we had a meeting when we first started out in 2015 and I said, okay, I need to educate America about the plight of these kids. How can I do that? And, and a guy said to me, well, why don't you put decals on the back of your trucks? He said, um, that way you can educate America that way. And I thought, God, I didn't, think of that. I thought, <laughs> what if I could get all the trucking companies in West Michigan to partner with me? So I called all these trucking companies. They probably thought I was a loon. And I'm like, would you meet me for breakfast? I, we got to save these kids and I need your help. And and I said, and by the way, I'm broke and I need you to buy these decals and put them on the back of your trucks. And they did. And it was amazing. And we've got 851 decals on the back of trucks going all over America today. So it's it's kind of cool. I get calls from all over the place asking about um, how do I become a foster parent or how do I adopt or how does this work? And and then I said to my assistant, I'm like, okay, at the time when we did this and came up with this idea, we only had kids on the air in Michigan and Ohio. And I said, if you've got a truck in Texas, California, Tennessee, they do not care that we got kids for adoption in Michigan and Ohio. Right. Like we need to set up our website on a national platform. So we put a drop-down menu on our website that goes to kids available for adoption in each state. So yeah, we kind of set it
0: up on a national level because our goal is to go nationwide. Right. And and what kind of numbers off the cuff are you seeing since you got started regarding these adoption stories?
1: Yeah, I don't get very good feedback. Some of my states are very busy and short staffed, so I don't get very good feedback. Um, I know when we first started out in Michigan, we had 19 kids that we had impacted um, that had either gotten adopted or had gotten guardianship or or something had happened that was positive. Um, but that's been a long time since I've gotten good feedback from Michigan. But um, Mississippi right now is just going gangbusters. we're We're getting inquiries all the time from Mississippi. It's going great. Wow. Um, I need to get more TV stations in Georgia. So that's one thing I really need to work on and okay. is get some TV stations landed there. I'm going to work on actually today, getting more TV stations in Indiana to partner with us. And yeah, so it's, it's all good. It's great. It's all. Moving. Well,
0: hopefully after this airs, maybe some more people will step up and, and help, um, for all That'd you people great. out there in Georgia and Indiana. Yeah. Um, so I know for myself that starting up a nonprofit starting up a ministry like this could be just overwhelming and you just don't know where to go first. How did you see God working? How did you see doors open when this, when this first began? Well, I used to pray every day
1: because you know, you're busy. Everybody's busy, right? And I own a business. I've got five kids, right? Life is wild. Yes. But I used to pray every day, Lord, let me, um, if anybody needs help, let me see it because, I don't want to miss that opportunity to help someone. That particular day, it was September 11, 2014. I'll never forget it. I got home from doing sales calls. I swang home and I thought, you know, I'm just going to check my emails and work on a few things. And I was checking my emails and I thought, oh, I got to renew our foster license. and You have to get so much training in. And I thought, I'm just going to watch some videos because you could watch videos and write up a report on it. And I thought, I'll just throw them in and get that done and kill two birds with one stone. Right. And I throw this video in and I'm only half paying attention. And a boy comes on, he's maybe 15. And he said this, they were talking about how hard it is to get older foster children adopted. Yeah. And he said, my older siblings told me once I reach a certain age, I'll be unadoptable. And then he paused and he looked real sad and he said, no one should steal your hope. Mm. And that hit me so wrong. And I thought, yeah, he's right. No one should steal your hope. So I thought I better pay attention to this a little better. And it went on to say that we had 600,000 children in the foster care system in America and over 120,000 were available for adoption. And that once these kids reach the age of 18 and get out of high school, they are um, eligible to age out of the system. And once they do that, at least 25% end up homeless. Now, I don't know about you, but I cannot stand homelessness it really bothers me. And, it, and especially living in Michigan, how cold it is in the winters that yeah, it keeps me awake at night. So I thought I got to do something about this. So I got done watching the video and I was on the board at the time of a nonprofit that did foster care and adoption. And I called the executive director, Jeanette Hoyer. And I said, if I can come up with the money, can you help me get these kids on TV? She said, yes, I would love it. Then I had met this woman at a women's networking group, and I knew she had done TV commercials. Her name is Barb Aldrink, and I called her, and I said, Barb, I just found out that these kids are ending up homeless. Less than 2% will ever go on and get any further education. They have no one that loves them, no support system. I'm like, we're just feeling these kids. I said, can you help me get these kids on TV? She's like, Helen, I would love to. And that was basically September 11 is when Grant Me Hope was formed. We met the following Monday for breakfast and, um, made up a game plan on how we were going to get the state to let us air their kids and, you know, try to wrangle these TV stations into airing our kids for free. And, and that's basically how it started. And God was so involved because he placed this idea on my heart, September 11, and we had our first kids on the air, January 6, 2015. So in less than four months. We got permission from the state to air kids. We got, um, an agency to field all of our phone calls, mayor, Michigan adoption resource exchange. They field all of our phone calls and we got ABC WZZM in grand rapids to air our kids. So it was quite a God thing.
0: So, which answers so many people I think are afraid of the, what if, okay, what if God calls me first of all, but. When he calls me, what if I'm not ready? What if I'm not equipped? And just listening to your story, um, and I think this can be encouraging to so many other people that are wanting to be obedient, is here, God opened the doors for you. God made everything come together. I mean, he called you, and he equipped you, and it it happened like that. Yeah. and um, He does it. I've got so
1: many stories. I could go on and on and on of how many things he has done and orchestrated beautifully in just this ministry alone. Um, Yeah. It's
0: pretty wild. Yeah. So I think right there is a a good testimony for any of you out there that are really thinking about stepping out that um, if the Lord calls you, he's going to equip you and he's going to, he's going to make a way. We just have to be obedient and listen. And I'm, I'm so grateful that you listened Helen. Thanks. Um, Yeah. Do you. you have a, I know that you have, two that you adopted, two fosters yeah. that you adopted. Do you have another favorite adoption story that that really um, touches your heart?
1: Well, yeah, it was funny because when we first started out in Michigan, we're in five states right now. We're in Michigan was in 15, Ohio was in 16, Mississippi was in, I believe, 19 or 20, and um, Georgia, we just landed the end of twenty in Indiana we landed in 21. So we we've my goal was my goal is to be in every state before we die. So we've got a lot to do. So yeah, but it was kind of funny because um there for a while we were just kind of at a stalemate. We only had Michigan and Ohio and I'm like I really want to grow and it's just not growing and and but God had different plans, right? He had he yeah. had a lot of different plans. So you just got to sometimes just shut up and be patient, right? And That's right you know that God's in control and whatever happens, happens. And now it's on a roll, so it's going great. But um, we had videotaped probably the eighth child that we ever videotaped um, happened to be deaf. And I remember his video very well, because I said to Barb, we're gonna have to put closed captioning on the bottom so people can understand him. He was sweet, sweet boy. And his name was Chiron. And I remember asking the state of Michigan, because we would go through all the kids that we aired and get a status update. And, um, I said, what's the status with Chiron and he had been adopted. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Did it have anything to do with grant me hope? And she's like, no, I'm like, I don't care. I don't (laughs) care who gets credit as long as he's adopted. Life is good. Right. So that's awesome. Well, for me, because I do sales and I own a trucking company and we're very busy, December is the busiest month of the year for me because I have to try to see all my customers and bring them a fruit basket. And it's just very, go out for lunch every day. And it's just, it's fun, but it's very tiring. Yeah. Well, I have a gentleman that calls me to speak at his church at Harlem Reform Church over in West Olive every year. And he had called me and said, we've got Bethany Christian Services coming in to do a special service um, this Sunday in December. And can you come? And I didn't commit to it because I thought, God, I'm always so tired in December. So I said, well, I'll I'll see, you know, I'll try. Well, he called me probably three or four times. So that particular Sunday, I'm exhausted and I usually go to church. But that Sunday, I did not feel like going to church and um but i did and i i me and my son we we trekked over to west olive and we went to this church service and they had the whole sunday school hour and they had produced a video that talked about um three couples that had adopted teenagers two internationally and one domestically and they had an interviewer there it was called the light in their eyes was the name of the movie that they produced And um, the interviewer said to this couple, um, how did you guys meet? And the lady posted that she had put her profile online and that she knew American Sign Language. And the husband pipes up and says, I read that and knew that she'd be able to talk to my, or um, communicate with my brother. So he said, I married her. And they laughed (laughs) and it was cute, you know? And she said, so one day I got an email from my friend in Detroit that said, you need to adopt this boy. And it shows my um, newscaster, Alicia Smith from WXYZ channel seven in Detroit, introducing the grant me hope child of the week. And it was Chiron. Okay. And they watched this video and she said, I watched that and I thought we could adopt him. So I showed it to my husband and we ended up reaching out to them and meeting them. And it chronicled the whole process of them meeting him and how much they had in common. And it went all the way to the court proceedings in Ottawa County court, which is where we're located, right? Yeah. And um, showed the judge and the court proceedings and the judge says to the family, they walk in and he says, Kyron, do you know why you're here today? And he said, yes, to be adopted. And the judge says, Kyron, you're 18 this week. He said, you're old enough. You don't need to be adopted. If you don't want to, do you want to be adopted? And he's like, yes, be adopted. And he's like, okay. He said, you, you sign this paper. So the lady hands it down to him and he signs his adoption paper and she brings it back up to the judge. And the judge says, you know, Kyron, Um, everybody here moved heaven and earth to get this adoption through so quickly because you know, you're going to turn 18. And he said, we've seen a lot of tears in this courthouse with you. He said a lot of unhappy times. And he said, for me to see you here with a family that loves you and that you love, he said, I can't tell you how happy I am for you. Of course, by now I'm dying, right? (laughs) I'm in my second hanky and I, I can't even believe it because yeah i I did first of all i was so blessed to be able to even see that video and then to know that it was because it grant me hope you know it was just amazing
0: oh wow so
1: here i went to that church service so exhausted i mean mentally emotionally spiritually exhausted and i left there so filled it was just such a gift
0: praise the lord Uh,
1: yeah so it's funny god supplies you when you are exhausted yeah, um, completely renews your fire. And um, that's what Kyron did for me. Yeah.
0: Well, I am. Um, I'm blown away. I'm sure all of our watchers and listeners are um, as well to see just in that story alone, how God can orchestrate and, and um, bring everything together. And I and I love okay, so he's 18 and can be a legal adult and doesn't need a family, but we all need family. Right. We all need to be able to uh, be loved by people and nurtured. And that's, 18 is one of those really hard years. I remember where you have a lot of unanswered questions, you're searching and here a family can come alongside of them and, and walk with them and help them. Um, so, oh, thank you. Thank you for you're welcome. That.
1: That's awesome. One thing I wanna, point out about when you talk about the homelessness, you think that it's somewhere else. You don't think that it's in your own backyard. For anybody listening, it is in your backyard. Yeah. When we started this in January, I found out that we had six aged out foster children living behind the DNW grocery store in Holland. Homeless, right? Right now, I've got eight aged out foster boys homeless in Holland right now, oh, right? right? It's in your... It's in your backyard. It's in your county. Um, and if you think it's not, then you haven't looked because
0: it's truly there. It's in yeah. your backyard. Absolutely. And if if there's someone that is really feeling led right now to, to want to get involved and to get help, what would be like the very first step for them? How could they uh, find out more information about fostering or adopting?
1: I would call me. Um, my number is six one six eight three, six, seven, nine, four, nine. And I'm sure you can say it again at the end of the program, yep. um, but I would call me, I have got a, a step-by-step process of how it works pretty much in every state. It's very similar. There could be a few little tweaks, but it's all pretty similar on how to get your foster license or how to get your pre-approval to adopt through the foster care system. Um, some states have that ladder option, some states don't. So it just kind of depends where you're going, but it's all pretty much the same process. So, call me, I can help you. Now, there's a lot of people that can't do foster care, and I understand that, but everybody can do something, right? Yes. So, first of all, um, when I go into a church and I do a speaking engagement, um, if you have a foster family in that church right now, if somebody gets, I got to eyelash my eye, but if somebody gets a foster child today and they get their license, In a year, only half of the people that have their license today will have it again in a year because half of them drop out because they're either not prepared for um, foster care or the situations they might run into. So what we have done is we have come up with a wraparound program for the church to wrap around this particular family. We ask for six adults to pray for that family and that child. Bring Bobby to baseball practice every Thursday. Bring Susie to piano lessons. Um, babysit on a Friday night so Mom and Dad can have a much-needed date night. Right. Um, bring a meal once a week. Anything that can help wrap around this family and be successful—it's like having six extra grandparents, right? That's that can just wrap around this family and, and make them successful. And you're not doing a lot. You're bringing a meal. Whoopie. You're praying everybody, you know, is supposed to be doing that. Right. Yes, yes. It's all stuff that everybody can do something. So, um, we have prayer cards that we pass out when I do speaking engagements of kids available for adoption in that state. And we pass them out and say, Hey, put it on your refrigerator, put it on your um, vanity, wherever you're going to see this to remember to pray for this child that we find him a loving adoptive home. Um, you can donate, you can donate time. You can donate money. Um, we need help in all the five states that we're at to get word out, to get speaking engagements, to educate. You know, people do not realize we have so many kids in the foster care system. They do not realize that they are free to adopt. They do not realize that they are um, not delinquents. There's this huge misconception in the olden days that these kids were juvenile delinquents. They're not juvenile delinquents, they are in the system through no fault of their own. Right. Their parents maybe have died and there was no one that could take them in or their um, parents made bad choices and just couldn't get on top of it. And and the kids are innocent victims of circumstances way beyond their control. So um, we just need help educating and realizing another thing people think, well, adoption's so expensive. They don't realize it's free to adopt, right? So yeah, there's a lot of things that that you can do and visit with your friends and say, Hey, did you know this? And did you know that? And you know, everybody can help me educate. Everybody can
0: talk. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. And I think that's, that's huge that the misconceptions out there, the, the things that people believe, I didn't even know that adoption was free. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a, a lot of people out there that, that need to be educated. This is one way for you to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And we'll try yeah. and uh, line you up to get some other places to to let people know. Uh, you have an upcoming event coming out uh, June seventeenth. Tell us a little bit about tell us a little bit more about that. We are going to
1: do an outdoor dinner auction here at our office in Holland.
0: Okay.
1: And um, we've got Catherine Barrett from WZZM is going to be our MC. We've got amazing auction items, and then um, I'm going to be a speaker, and we've got another speaker coming. And, um, it is just a fun night and it flies because it goes from six to nine, but it is just flying. There's so much going on and it's always a good time. So anybody that would like to come to that, you can find information on grantmehope.org backslash, um, auction, I believe it is. So, okay. So there's still,
0: there's still people that are seats available if people want to sign up for that. Yeah. and and Okay and come be a part of that. So I'm going to make sure that I, uh, post your information, um, at the end so people know it, but like what, besides the phone number, what's the best place to reach out to you? So grantmehope.org is the best way to find out more.
1: Yeah. And then my phone number, you can call the grant me hope number is actually my cell phone. So I answer a lot of questions on how to become a foster parent or how can I help, or how can I get involved? And, and, um, yeah, we would love that. And, I've got um, people waiting to help us in different states that I just don't even have the states lined up yet. So we're we're building a team, so it's gonna be great. But it's um, if you have time, I got one other little wild story. If yes to hear it. Okay, so go ahead. Long time ago, I had to speak at Community Reform Church in Zealand, and there was four services, and I got done with a third service, and a girl that used to be in my mom and dad's youth group when I was just a little kid, I was probably like six or seven and she was in their youth group, came up to me. I had seen her, her name was Yvonne Essink and and she's like, Helen, I had no clue you were doing this. She said, I'd love to volunteer. And I said, well, I sure need help. So what would you you like to do? And and she said, I can do anything. And I said, well, I really need research done because I said, I spend so much time calling all these states and I don't find the right person and I waste all this time. I said, if I could have somebody do research on who I need to talk to, that would just be huge. So she's like, I would love to do that. Okay. In the meantime, a lady that I had met at Teddy's, um, she was trying to sell me IT services. She had called me and said, I just need some advice. And I was wondering if you would you know, help me. And I said, sure, let's meet for breakfast. So we went over to Wooden Shoe for breakfast on a Monday morning. And, and she's just kind of lost and just doesn't feel like she's making a difference. And and I'm like, well, what if, you know, what if you um, started working for a nonprofit, maybe then at least you could get a wage and you could feel like you're making a difference. And, and anyway, and, and I said, what do you need to make? Well, she needed to make a pretty hefty wage. And I'm like, no, oh, that isn't going to work very good. And I said, um, what if you started an a uh, thrift store and pulled your wage out what you needed, but then everything else went to say, grant me hope, and we could get volunteers and maybe we could even get, um they aged out foster kids to work there and we could set them up with a mentor. And I said, maybe we could have a washer and a dryer there. And if they needed to wash their clothes, you know, and, and I'm just brainstorming and coming up with all these wild ideas and, and she's crying. And she's like, I love this idea. And so we left that breakfast and I said, well, you know what, let's just pray about it. If it's something that's meant to be, it will happen. And if it's not, it won't. Right. So we leave and I drive back to the office and I tell my development director and my assistant, this wild story about starting a thrift store and my, my, um, Development director raises her hand and she's like, I just got to stop you. And I said, what's the matter? She's like, I've been thinking for the last week. I've had the thought three times that we needed to start a thrift store. Oh she said, I gosh. didn't even dare tell you because I thought you'd think I'd lost my mind. And I laughed and I said, no, I said, apparently not. Cause I said it was just on my mind too. So that afternoon I left and I called one of my board members and I said, "Anna, I, you know, had this wild idea. And she said, Helen, if both of you had that idea, she said, I think that spirit led, she said, you better follow up on that. And I said, yes. yeah, I think you're right. And, and by the way, I got two clothing racks. Should I keep them? I'm like, yeah, you better. And, and that went on. Well, then, Later, the next day, I get an Yvonne or an email from Yvonne. Remember the girl that I talked to about doing research? Yeah. She's like, Helen, I'd like to talk to you about this. I need more details, you know, to find out what I got to do. And I said, why don't we meet for breakfast? So we met for breakfast that same week on a Thursday at Wooden Shoe. And, and she's like, how did you get into this? So I'm telling her all about it and all the story and gabbing. And finally, I'm like, enough about me. Tell me about you. What do you do? And um, I thought she was a banker. Well, anyway, she says, well, Helen, it's kind of funny. And I said, What? She said, Me and my partner are one of two in the country, and we advise nonprofits on how to start thrift stores. <laughs> I got chills down my back, and I'm oh. like, this is no mistake that you are meeting me here today. I said, I sat at that table over there Monday and told her the story she laughs I said I need everything you got on how to start a thrift store because I said I've got a board meeting on Monday and um, she filled me in and well needless to say we're signing a lease on a thrift store we're going to be starting one here in Hudsonville Um, yeah to fund fund grant me hope and the production of videos and yeah so it's pretty exciting So, we're going to be looking for volunteers for that. Okay. um, Donations of items. And yeah, so it's going to be big stuff. So, do
0: you have a location yet besides Hudsonville? Do you have a specific location?
1: Yeah. If anybody is familiar with Hudsonville, B2 Outlets is on Balsam Drive, and we are going to be going in their building. Okay. Oh, wow. They're moving. So, yeah. So, it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be. So,
0: all you Hudsonville people, you got that coming. And if you, and if you want to volunteer, right. Yes. Um, I
1: need volunteers and we are going to offer, once we get everything set and we know what we're doing, we are going to start offering jobs to aged out foster children, and we're going to want to set them up with mentors. So if that's something that you feel a calling to do, um, let me know. We would love to do that.
0: Okay. Oh, wow. Helen, thank you so much. I would love to pray for you and grant me hope before we close out today, if that's all right.
1: That would be awesome. Thank you, Amy.
0: Father God, I just thank you. I thank you for this divine appointment, Lord, that you connected Helen and I um, way back a few years ago, but also just for this time today. And I just thank you for everything that you are doing in her life and how she is obedient and allowing you to move and work. And I just thank you for this ministry, for Grant Me Hope, and how you are working and moving in not only these children's lives, but but also the people that are helping, the people that are adopting and fostering. And uh, just we give you all the praise and the glory. And I just pray that you will meet every single need, that you will continue to provide for them, um, and that you will just give Helen the clarity, the wisdom, the discernment for every decision that needs to be made and that you will just continue to move and work. And uh, we just thank you. We thank you for this opportunity for, for her life, for her family and that you will just continue to bless them and walk with them. And we ask all of these things in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, Amy. Thank you so much for being with us today. And I'll make sure that I post all of your information. I just, my prayer is that this will just be an explosion of interest and possibility and that people will want to come alongside of you and continue to partner with Grammy Hope. Thank you so much, I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah, have a good day. You too, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Wasn't that amazing? I don't know about you, but I not only learned um, more things about adoption and fostering, but how I can be a part of uh, the process, how I can be a part of uh, the solution. And it it's not just about maybe um, adopting someone or fostering someone, but there's many different opportunities for you to donate, donate your time, be a part of this brand new thrift store that's, that's coming on in, in Hudsonville. Uh, lots of ways that we can be a part of it. And I think that was for me, one of the biggest takeaways and, and hopefully it was for you too, that a lot of times we're asked by God to step out and, and do something that we've never done before. But the very first thing that he calls us to do is to be obedient. And if we can be obedient and step out and answer that call, he is going to, and and Helen's story shows that and proves that, he's going to bring people into your life that's going to help you bring that whole dream together. He's going to equip you and strengthen you. And uh, no matter what it is, um, God promises to do that for each one of us. So, I just hope that this story, this interview encourages you that if you have been wrestling with something that the Lord has been asking you to do, calling you into, that this was proof that um, if he calls you, he will equip you and uh, he's not just going to drop you off. He's going to walk with you each step of the way and uh, it's going to come together and further his kingdom and for his glory. And he can do that in each one of us. So uh, just a special thank you to Helen for being with us today. I am putting up her information right now. If you would like to reach out to her, I'm including her cell phone number and also the website that you can go to. And then there's also a link that is in the Facebook post that you can um, click on those links and see some additional stories, some additional uh, adoption stories and, and ways that you can be a part of it. So thank you so much for being here today. I just pray that it was a blessing and be with us next week as I interview Sherry Hoppin and you find out more about her story and her new book, Sober Cycle. But until then, until we can be together again, be blessed. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for more Tuesday teachings, Sunday sermons, and encouraging messages along the way. And until next time, be blessed.